0: Hello everyone. Today we are finishing up Proverbs chapter 27 with verses 23 through 27. Quite an interesting passage, I think. Here's what it says. Know well the condition of your flocks and give attention to your herds, for riches do not last forever. And does a crown endure to all generations? When the grass is gone and the new growth appears and the vegetation of the mountains is gathered, the lambs will provide your clothing and the goats the price of a field. There will be enough goat's milk for your food, for the food of your household and maintenance for your girls. So today's passage finishes up chapter 27 and these few verses have been quite interesting to me for a long time. But before we focus on that, let's think about the placement in this chapter. Throughout the chapter, Solomon, he speaks of uh, varied matters of the heart of mankind, how the hearts of man can sharpen one another with uh, good discourse. He talked about that. He he also talked about how the eyes of a man are never satisfied, which surely references the state of the heart, right? And he talked about how man's heart reflects who he is, like water reflects or mirrors his face. And then finally, Solomon talked about how praise and how we respond to praise kind of tells us how our the condition of our heart as well and how praise can actually come to crush others, but it can purify others as well which seems to relate to humility and pride within our hearts right so let's look closer at today's text now and see if there's a link to the heart and uh, well the first passage talks about how nothing lasts forever okay Uh, let me read that proverbs 27 23 and 24 know well the condition of your flocks and give attention to your herds for riches do not last forever and does a, cr- a crown endure to all generations? So take care of what God blesses us with, right? Be responsible, whether you're a king or whether you're a farmer, no matter what your station in life, use wisdom. And, um, you know, James 4 reminds us of the same finite existence that we find ourselves in. Verse 14 says, What is your life? For you are. A mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. And also Psalms 39, beginning with verse 4. Check this out. O Lord, make me know the end of what is the measure of my days. Let me know how fleeting I am. Behold, you have made my days a few hand breaths, and my lifetime is as nothing before you. Surely all mankind stands as a mere breath. Selah. And in verse 7. And now, O oh Lord, for what do I wait? My hope is in you. First uh, 1 Peter 1.24, very quickly, All flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers, and the flower falls, 25. But the word of the Lord remains forever. And, and this word is the good news that was preached to you. So yes, life is short. And we have numerous kinds of riches That God has blessed us with. And we're not to squander them on self-centered things. And I think we can see this in the text. We are not to use God's blessings to promote our own false sense of glory. There's just no true joy or peace. No victory in doing that. Uh, And that was our old mission in life. Remember, satisfy ourselves with the promises of the world. And promote ourselves to others. So spending the blessings God has given us on self-glory causes any riches to be wasted, right? And it eventually just circles a drain, and it's it's worth nothing. Or as the Bible indicates, it's burned up as, as stubble. So I think one of the the many cool things about the blessings, the riches of God, is that as we spend them on seeing more of His glory as we spend them on sharing more of His glory. Uh, Instead of self, He lavishes us with more riches in Him so that we might glorify Him even more. And this gives us great joy, right? And we get to share in His joy. You know, it seems that in telling us that life is short and we need to pay attention to our herds and watch close uh, of how riches do disappear and a crown does not endure to all generations. In Solomon telling us this, I think he might just be pointing to what he's been pointing to throughout the whole chapter and that is our heart. Um, Pay attention to your heart. Guard your heart. Guard it with wisdom. This is where your greatest riches are kept. And I think he's saying, let the riches that God blesses you with be so great that you can eventually pass them down to many generations, to as many as possible. Um, that would be our legacy in Christ for his glory. So, so pay close attention to them while, uh, while you got them and hand them down to your children. Because likely somewhere down the line, your descendants are going to stray. So you want your legacy, your example, to go as far as it can. Pay close attention. Psalms 90 verse 12 says, So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. So now in closing, let's um, return to the last part of today's passage, beginning with verse 25. When the grass is gone and the new growth appears and the vegetation of the mountains is gathered, the lambs will provide your clothing and the goats the price of a field. There will be enough goat's milk for your food, for the food of your household and the maintenance for your girls. So (laughs) this is the part of the passage that is really beautiful in the way it's written. I think it flows like poetry, kind of, but... To what does it refer? No, I I can't really say I have all the answers to this, but if Solomon is continuing with the theme of the chapter um, and this passage for today, it seems he's pointing us to the blessings of God in a physical world, right? But again, there is also a spiritual parallel to this, I believe, for us, for application. And, And the extreme example he gives is with a person who has nothing but what God has given him in creation, right? And if this person who has nothing but the land and his family, if this person has a heart for God and he glorifies him with the blessings God has given him, instead of squandering them for his own glory, his time and his energy, uh, then he and his household are rich, right? In that they, they're fed and they're clothed and they're maintained and they're satisfied. They're wanting nothing. They have everything they need. And so God always provides when we bless him with the blessings that he has given us. Instead of uh, letting his blessings turn into uh, something that we worship, in in place of Him because He wants us to have the innumerable, unsearchable riches of Christ in our life and working out of our life that give us joy and share the good news of Jesus with the world instead of rejoicing and delighting in the promises of the world that end in destruction. Father God, thank you for your word today, how Solomon indicates that we are here for a short time and um, how that we should be responsible for all that you have given us and glorify you with it. I think he has told us that. He's pointed us to that. He's he's talked about the heart of mankind and how it should be a heart for you throughout the whole chapter, Father. And so I just ask, please show us your glory, Father, in Jesus, that our hearts may actually see your beauty and your character and and, uh, that we may worship you above every uh, worldly promise of satisfaction that we might trust you above all father and that we might uh, delight in you above all and we might share your glory with others as we go thank you for sustaining us and taking care of us And help us to live in this trust every day of our life in every way. In Jesus' name.